Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. What I'd like to share with you this morning is from my heart. I want to talk to you from my heart. Last Thursday, the past Thursday, I and my video team drove to Snoqualmie Pass to record some video. I want to have the scenery of the mountain with snow because I want to produce good clips. All these years, I know and I know I'm a shepherd. I am a father of a house, of a church. I know that the Holy Spirit from the Father worked in my heart to really love his children. That's why I know my gift is a pastor, for sure. I'm a pastor. I have a heart of a shepherd. I love God's people. Not my own love, but the love of God. All this year, God just keep working in me to produce good teaching, to pray for people, to lay hand, to be good example. When you love, you want the best for people under you. Like my wife, I worked so hard all this year, save money and become a godly man so that the blessing will go down to my wife and my children and grandchildren. The reason I worked so hard to be a godly man because I want to bless my children to the thousand generations. Because of love. In the same way for the church, I work so hard to really feed the flock and give good sermon, good food to you. But on Thursday, we drove there one hour, we drove back another hour. I was standing in the sun for almost two hours recording, very tired. We came home, we ate some lunch together, like late lunch, about 1.30 p.m. And we have conversation in the video team. And... One of the men in the video team, he used to work for marketing department of a big company in Thailand. So he began to share with me something that really woke me up. He said this way, he said that in the marketing, your job is try to get people to come to your company because the company knows that people in the world have limited money, limited time, limited energy. If I spend $500 on Microsoft, I will not be able to spend that $500 on another company. Is that right? So you try to get people to spend money and time with your company so you can get benefit. When he said that, it dawned on me that why God asked me to keep producing teaching, MP3 and YouTube and internet, all these things. I want to read some scriptures to you. I know this is not a preaching, but I think God wants to speak to all of you. I'm speaking to the sheep that I'm taking care of. I cannot force people in the world to do this. But I beg you, I beg you, this is Thai way. I beg you. Amos chapter 3 verse 3. Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? You cannot walk with your pastor without Knowing the direction of your pastor. Two, how many people know that your God is your source? He is the one who gives us the best and perfect gift. How can you walk with God without agreeing with him? You need to agree with him, to walk with him, and he can bless you and he can be with you. Yesterday I have a really interesting experience, but uh, my daughter told me I should not share that experience. But I like to share actually. It'll be fun. (laughs) Should I share? Maybe my daughter will be mad at me. You can see that when you walk with God, God can help you. God can help you. Okay. If my daughter got mad at me, it's okay. Yesterday, a few people came to my house to visit me. And while I was sending them out, I opened my front door to send them out. Hi, bye-bye. Suddenly, the rover dog that my daughter took care of ran out. That dog did not know me. I started to call, come back, come back. To the street. I want to collapse. Because that's not my dog. It's somebody else's dog. And this is going to be a big deal. I tried to walk out and could not find the dog. 
And our friend from church ran, drove to find the dog, but could not find the dog. Keep running. And at that time, I feel peace in the inside of me, but I don't want to call my daughter. I just want to keep quiet. And I say, Lord, you are with me. You need to guide me to find this dog. And the Lord was really with me because I agree with him by faith. He told me to drive to the golf course. And when I drove in the golf course, which is like two blocks from my house, I found a dog standing on the yard. <laughs> Somebody called Jamel, Jamel, come because the dog knows you. And Jamel got the dog and came back home. You can see that when you agree with God, God is with you. He will guide you. He will bless you. He's a giver. He's a source even how to find the dog. Should we agree with God? Two cannot walk together if they agree. I want to agree with dog, uh, not dog, with, with God. Proverbs chapter 4, 22-22. My son, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them. And health to a man's whole body. The Bible says the word of God is the medicine or the healing to your body. The Bible says God sent his word to heal you. Number three. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Okay, so we can see here, we need to agree with God. We want to be healthy. We need to take medicine in. That is the word. The word of God is the spiritual food. Romans chapter 10 verse 17. So faith comes from hearing that is hearing the good news about Christ. The good news about Christ. When my team, video team, talk about marketing, the Holy Spirit woke me up and said, now you understand why I keep asking you to produce a lot of teaching in the internet. Put in internet. And I heard Pastor Dad share with me two days before. Now we have connection with doctor. I have connection with the graduated doctor in the same generation in Thailand online. About 50 of them online. Pastor Dad connected to the friends in Thailand who graduated from the college and university. All day long, the phone pop, pop, pop. And one message come to Pasada and she listen. The message is this. Uh, this is from, I think, a medical doctor in Thailand. Uh, when you get older, you're going to have Alzheimer's. You're going to have a cancer. Your kids going to be tired of you, don't want to take care of you. You're going to have sickness. And you have to behave because otherwise people don't want to be around you because you get old now. You're boring. After she listen. Ah, now, I understand that in the internet, there is, we call doom scroll. Doom. Don't wear masks. Wear masks. COVID going to kill you. Pandemic. How many people die in New York? Doom scroll. And what happens when you keep listening Watching all those doom things. You will be dead. Your life is going to be sick. You're going to be defeated. We are fighting against bad news. Bad news. If you spend two, three hours of your life on bad news on the phone or on the internet or YouTube. You will not have time to listen to the good news. Ephesians 4, 10 to 14. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens. So that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people 
to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come such to such unity in our faith and the knowledge of God's Son, that we will become mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching or of COVID-19 and of the politics and of the fighting and all the bad news. The dooms grow. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies. So many lies in the internet. So clever, they sound like the truth. God put pastor in this church. Me. Actually, I'm a teacher too. And by my gifting, I'm an apostle. I plan many churches. To equip you. To train you. To help you. To grow up. You know God more. You're a man and woman of faith. You're victorious. That's my job. Look at Colossians chapter 1, 9 to 14. This is the prayer of the Apostle Paul to the church. And this is my prayer to you too. The same heart that Paul had, I have the same heart. I tell you right now. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. And to ask that you may be filled with the news of COVID-19. With the doom news in your smartphone. No! Filled with the knowledge of his will. In our wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him who is your source, who is your healer, who is your protector and provider and way maker. So many Christians right now are so affected by the spirit of fear and death because of this pandemic. Because why? They keep listening to the bad news in New Hope International Church. We have no excuses because your pastor produced hundreds and thousands of good news in the internet. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and wrong suffering with joy. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. In conclusion, I beg you, I cannot force you. I cannot pay money to you to do this. You are not my employees. I cannot fire you. But I beg you, don't spend time on bad news anymore. I tell you the truth. I never spend time on those. I delete it. I delete it. I'd rather spend time in reading the Bible, listen to good preaching. Pastor Da yesterday, she drove to Dakima to visit our granddaughter. The whole time, she listened to the sermon in her car. About four CD done. She says, so wonderful, it's so beautiful mountain, and I listen to the word of God. She fed herself with the word of God. Please, sign up with our YouTube. I just published one sermon this morning in the YouTube. And you sign up, you're going to pop up in your computer. Please don't waste your time on the bad news. Amen? Please listen to the good news. Please come in agreement with God. How you can come in agreement with God if you don't even know what he says? We need to read the Bible, yes. But God put teachers, pastors like me, to teach you deeper because I have that anointing to be able to explain the word of God deeper. I beg you, my brothers and sisters, from today on, stop listening to bad news. It doesn't help you at all. One more thing I want to say, and if you're mad at me, I'm sorry. My job is to tell you the truth, and you're mad at me, it's your problem with God. Not me. The Bible says that when people are doing something and the watchman doesn't tell the truth, the blood is on his head. And if the watchman tells the truth, 
The blood is on the people who don't want to repent. Don't get the bait of Satan. The bait of Satan is offense. You may think that I offend you, but I need to speak the truth. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. I'm speaking to New Hope International Church. This is not a preaching yet. This is from the Holy Spirit. It's a time now. We have proven since June of last year that meeting in person has not affected anyone in this church. No one gets sick in this church. No one gets COVID in this church. Is eating dinner essential to you? Okay, it's essential. For your spiritual life, I think we need to come to the point that we need to meet in person. I appreciate internet and online, but I don't think it's a will of God. I have watched people who only watch online, their spiritual life is going downhill. Their children are walking away. Their children are tired of watching on the TV or on the computer page. We need to come back to in-person care group and church. Yes. Is it essential that Dr. Lau go to the operating room and perform surgery for my patient? It's essential. Have I been sick? I was in the very worst case. I was in the hospital with COVID patient. I wear the mask. But God protects me. I perform surgery two or three times a week. I can say, oh, no COVID. I cannot go to the hospital. No in-person with doctor. Okay, if you want surgery, I can operate on you on the internet. Will you let your doctor do that? Operate on you on internet. Church meeting, in-person fellowship is essential. It's too long. Too long. You will not die, but live to proclaim the Works of the Lord. We need to come back together. Yes, we wear masks to honor one another. I wear masks too, even though I already got the vaccine in a meeting. I have gone to care group every Friday. And no one in my care group gets sick. In-person meeting. Fellowship is essential if you want to be a strong Christian. You need to be in the fellowship. You need to be together, looking each other's eyes, pray for one another. It's enough to be online. If you're mad at me, I'm sorry. We don't let the devil win. The devil sent COVID-19 to destroy the church. I'm not afraid of COVID-19. Little virus. Yes, I wear the mask. This Wednesday, I got the news from Alaska Airlines. I'm flying to mission trip to Arizona. The airline say, the flight is full. You're going to sit with somebody you don't know. I'm not afraid. I need to preach the gospel. God going to protect me. I'm not going to be sick. My faith is bigger than COVID-19. Amen? Praise God. This is the kind of pastor you follow. I'm not going around. I tell you the truth. If you like me, you will be under protection. Amen. Can I see your smile? (laughs) Everyone say, I am not. Afraid of the pandemic, the COVID-19, my Jesus is bigger than the virus. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the word of God? That is just sharing my heart. We're going to continue to talk about the love of God. 
I want to walk in the presence of God. I want heaven to be in my life. I learned one thing: God is my source. He is a source of every good and perfect gift. He is a source of supernatural healing, the source of protection, the source of wisdom, breakthroughs, victory, finances, job, anything good come from God. Therefore, I want God to be with me and go with me all the time. I want to bring heaven to be with me on earth. And one of the keys to connect to heaven, to open the door of heaven, to bring heaven into this world, is the love of God, not the love of man, the love of God. First John chapter four, verses seven to eleven. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. Love is so important, important in the hearts of God. Love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. If you don't love, you don't know God. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. He's It's not only that he has love, but he is love himself. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so love us, we also ought to love one another. My dear brother and sister, God show us His love first. He show us His love by sending His Son to die for us. And when we heard about Jesus, the gospel about the death, the resurrection of Jesus, and what He did for us, we are touched by the love of God. We feel that oh, I need to respond to the love of God, and we step into the kingdom. The door of the kingdom open. We step in, and then we begin to experience the love of God, like I shared a while ago about finding the lost dog. That is the love of God, because in the human level, I could not find that dog for sure. He's disappeared, but by the love of God, He showed me. And he helped me, guided me to find the dog in the golf course, <laughs> which is very unusual. My dear brother, sister, God loves us. That's why we love Him back, and that's why we have experience of the love of God in every single detail of our life. Verse sixteen, First John four sixteen, and we have known and believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Why do we call heaven heaven? We call heaven heaven because God is there, and when God is there, everything about Him and what He has is there. He is a billionaire. He is the wisest person. He knows everything. He's most powerful person. In the whole universe, he has victory. He has every good thing in him. He is the Almighty God, and that's why heaven is heaven. But now the Bible says, when we walk in love, when we receive the love of God, and we walk in that love, love abide in God, and God in us. When you walk in the love of God, God is in you. Heaven is in you. Everything that you need is with you and in you. How many people want that? Amen. I'm so glad I married Pastor Da. She's a kind, generous woman. Anytime I come around her, everything about her rub on me. Everything is flowing through me because I live with her. That's what marriage is all about. You live together. You are together. You put good things on one another. The good things of another person is with you too. So the same thing when God is with you, 
Wow, it's so wonderful. I want God to do well with me all the time. And when we walk in the love of God, we have communion with God. We are close to God. And then we can be close to brothers and sisters. And we draw near to him. He draws near to us. And we can walk in the presence of God. Heaven is open over our life. And everywhere we go, we're going to see victory, breakthroughs, wisdom, all kinds of good things because the Lord, the Almighty God is with us all the time. How many people want God to be with you all the time? You want God to be with you? Okay. Let me ask another question. How many people want a billionaire to be your friend and love you and can do anything for you? Raise your hand up. Well, don't, if you don't raise your hand, it means it's nice huh, to be with somebody who is kind and giving and he is a billionaire. And he will help you. But this is bigger than billionaire. God is with you. John chapter 14, 23 to 24. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him. We, capital W, we, the father and the son, will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. So when we experience the love of God, we receive and walk in the love of God. What happens when we love God? We obey his command. His command is to love God with all our heart and love brother and sister as ourselves. And the Bible says that those who walk according to what I command you, you shall be blessed. You shall be the head, not the tail. God is going to open the door for you. You can read in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28. If you obey God's voice, obey God's command, he will bless you to be good in good health. You shall be blessed when you come in and when you go out. So we need to walk in the love of God and the blessing of heaven will flow down. Heaven will be open and he will dump blessing on you. The blessing will overtake you because you love God and you obey the commandments of the Lord. All these years, I have done my best by the help of God to show love to my wife and my children and to the members of this church. The reason I want to, do the, to be the good Christian, to obey God in everything because I love my wife so much. Because I know that if I'm a godly husband, my wife shall be blessed. If I'm a godly father, my children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren shall be blessed to the thousand generations. If I'm a godly, I'm a loving pastor, the presence of God is with me. My members shall be blessed because you are under my covering. You see my point here? So, if you want to bring the blessing from heaven down to your life, the key is love God and obey God. That's why I give tithe since I was a one-year-old Christian. Yesterday, I calculate with Pastor Da. How much money I get last month. And I want to give that 10% to God. I don't cheat God even one penny. Because I want to obey his word. The reason I give tithe because I love him. I want to obey his command. But this is a problem. <laughs> Come to this point. This is a problem. We cannot love God that much. By our own ability. If you try to love God with your own ability, you're going to get frustrated. You're going to give up. And you're going to feel bad. Because human beings cannot love God that much. We are selfish people. This is the reason why I understand now why Jesus sent the disciple to the upper room to be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is the reason why now I understand why God told me to lay hand again, to impart the Spirit. Because you cannot love God with your own strength. You need the Holy Spirit to impart the love into your heart. And then you can love God 
with the love of God imparted to you by the Holy Spirit. I hope you are not confused here. You should love God, but you cannot love God by yourself, by your own strength. You can love God by the help of God. He sent the Holy Spirit to fill you, pour the love into your heart. So now it's your job to surrender to the Holy Spirit. The more you surrender to Him, let Him fill your life with the love of God. You can love God more. And when you love God more, you obey more. And when you obey more, God said, I will be with you. I open heaven and pour the blessing on you. It's your choice whether you want God to fill your life with the Holy Spirit or not. Love is the key to build relationship with God. And it's the key to build relationship with one another. Let me read one more time. John chapter 14, verse 23. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, how can we know people love God? Not by thinking, I love you, Lord. How do we know a person loves God? He will keep my word. He will obey my word. And my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. I want God to make his home with me. Everywhere I go, people see God in me. Every time I pray, God answer my prayer. Everywhere I go, I have victory. I have favor. I have protection. I have success. I want God to be with me all the time. If I come to you and give you an equipment, only one tool to you, and that tool is a hammer, only hammer you have. From now on, everything around you is going to look like a nail. When you use, uh, have the hammer in your home, your wife's head will look like a nail. If you carry only a hammer, your husband Head gonna look like a nail. Bam, bam, bam. This is what happened to many Christians. They put on the garment called the armor of God. Or oh, before I go there, let me explain to you something. The Bible talks about the garments, the cloth, put on something after I give my life to Jesus. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Come into my life. I'm born again now. Please come into my life. And I'm, I'm going to follow you. Once I'm, I'm born again and I give my life to Jesus, she, Jesus show up in my life. He come into my life. And what happened? He will come with lots of clothes that I need to wear. Okay. Jesus, could you show up? Please, Jesus is going to show up soon with a lot of garments and clothes. Hallelujah. Jesus, prepare, provide colorful clothes. And he can put some clothes on me. But not only one cloth, but he said, many clothes. <laughs> colorful. I think this one is for Hawaii. Wow. This one, maybe for Colorado or something. Okay. Hiking. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord Jesus gave us, these are from him, not our own clothes. It's his clothes, his garment, his apparels, or his attires. Some of them, he put on us automatically. But some of them, we need to put them on. We need to go pick them up and put them on. Let's look at the first garments or first clothes. Ephesians 6, 10 to 13. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on. Everyone say, put on. Who put on? We do. The whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the 
wise of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. The problem is, a lot of people use the armor of God as a hammer. The armor of God was given to you for f- protecting yourself, defensive and offensive, to fight against your husband, your wife, your pastor, your friend. Against who? The devil. Against demon and evil spirit, but a lot of Christians use that garment to fight each other. Oh, you hurt me, mm, God! I pray by faith, send fire to burn him. Use the faith. Oh God, I put the shield of faith. So when I come close to uh, that brother in the church, come, don't come close to me. You can offend me. Oh, I don't like your face. Get out of here. I put myself behind the wall instead of love. I begin to fight with people in the church. I begin to really have offenses and hate people. I use the armor of God as a hammer to knock on people. You have to be very careful. The devil has a bait. The bait of Satan. What is the bait of Satan? Offense. So many people left this church because I speak too so strong, and they got offended and they left. The bait on the hook. The fisherman put the hook on the water. The fish come and bite the bait, and the fisherman will do what? Pull. Why pull? So that the hook can get deeper into the mouth. Then the fisherman can control that. Fish now, the same thing. If you use the armor of God to fight each other, you take the bait of Satan. It gonna get deeper, deeper, and eventually you get into divorce, fighting, offense, hating each other in the church. We need to not to take that bait. We should not use the armor of God for fighting against each other in the church. Amen. We should wear another kind of cloth. Isaiah chapter sixty-one, one to three. This is the prophecy concerning Jesus Christ. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to the opening of the prison to those who are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. This time of life, we need the garment of praise. This is the reason why, at the beginning, I begged you, not listen too much on bad news. If you listen too much in the internet, all the bad news about COVID, about economy, about politics, you're gonna wear the cloth called heaviness, bitterness, fear, anger, madness. You're gonna wear those clothes, and what happened to you? You will not have victory. The devil is going to give you sickness and problem because you keep wearing the heaviness on your life. What should we do as believer? Praise God! I wear the garment of praise. No matter what happened, praise the Lord. He is my answer. He is my healer. He is the way maker. He is my victory. He is my provider. He is my Deliverer, he give me victory. I'm going to wear the garment of praise. 
Because when you praise God, you shall have victory. The story about King Jehoshaphat, when the big army came against him, he put the worship team in front of his army, and the other side killed each other. You remember when Joshua asked the Hebrew to walk around the wall of Jericho? What did they do? They keep singing and praise God and shout to God. The wall came down. They did not have to fight the battle at all. The wall came down. Pastor Dan and I, so many times, when we went to the church meeting and we praised God and worshipped God during the worship, the sickness was gone supernaturally. So many times, not just one time, because I put on the garment of praise. Amen. But not only that, not only the armor of God, the garment of praise. Look at more. God say, "I got you covered. I give you your cabinet will be full of cloth. You have so many colors, so many kind of clothes. You don't have to worry. You can put in different clothes. I am a generous God, so He want to give you more clothes. Let's look at another one. Isaiah 61 verse 10. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoice in my God, for He has clothed me. This one, you don't have to put on yourself. God clothed you with garments. You notice S garments of salvation and arrayed mean decorate you, decorate your clothes in a robe of righteousness. Another kind of cloth that God will put on you is the garments of salvation. Why garments with S? Because salvation involves every aspect of your life. Your emotion. You used to be unhappy person. You used to be sad, oppressed, despaired, condemned, defeated. When Jesus comes into your life, happy, victorious, joyful. Your emotion change when Jesus come in. He saved your emotion. Not only that, he saved your spirit. You don't have to go to hell. You have the righteousness on you. He clothed you, arrayed you with righteousness. Not only that, he saved you physically. He saved you from COVID 19 He saved you from sickness and disease, from insomnia, inability to sleep, from incurable disease, from addiction. From all kinds of problem, he can save you. How many people believe God can save you from anything that is bad? Do you believe? Oh yeah, I have my own experience. This is not a theory. God saved us. He put the garments of salvation on us, and he put the robe of righteousness everywhere we go. We have good news to tell people. You know, God healed me. God gave me the job, and you show righteousness to people. And people around you look at you. Wow, good news! Can I go to church with you? Wow, God is real. You become the good news because you are clothed with the garments of salvation and the robe of righteousness. If you go anywhere and you tell people, "Oh, I'm sick. I'm poor. I'm dying. Oh, I'm short-tempered. I hate people." You think people are gonna come to know God? No, you are the bad news. God want to make you the good news by putting the garments of salvation and the robe of righteousness. And everywhere you go, you are you smelling good. People like to come around you. Second Corinthians two fourteen to fifteen talk about when you clothe. His garment, you're gonna have the fragrance of Christ. Now, thank be to God, who always lead us in triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of His knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved. Everywhere you go, you smell so good. You're full of salvation, good news. You are righteous. You're happy. You smile. You're generous. You are in good character. You love people. 
Amen. Keep the garments of salvation. Keep the robe of righteousness. Keep the armor of God. But those things are not all you have. You have more clothes to wear. Amen. Free of charge. Colossians 3, 12 to 14. I'm almost done. More garments to put on. You need to put on yourself, but they are provided to you by God. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on, everyone say put on, tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, which means being polite, sweet, and gentle, long-suffering, bearing with one another, Forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must do, must also do. Being tender to people, kind to people, polite, gentle, kind, humble. But above all these things, put on. What? Put on. The garment of love, which is the bond of perfection. My dear brothers and sisters, when you put on the garment of love, your life will be perfected. Make a decision to walk in love, to fill your life with the love of God. Love God by the love of God. Ask the Holy Spirit to touch you, feel you. Forgive people. Love people. If you want to open heaven upon your life. Let me ask one more time. Who is the source of your life, the best source? American government? Your boss? Your job? Economy? Who is the best source of every good thing of your life? Who should we please? Who you would like to invite into your home? God. How he going to get in? What is the key that he can come down and live in you and he is the best provider, best source of everything of your life? How? Walk in the love. Put on the love and he will be with you. All the days of your life. I believe that my teaching today is important key. Ask yourself every day, are you walking in love? Are you exercising the love of God? Or you hate people? You're jealous of people? You don't forgive people? Amen? Father, thank you so much for teaching us about different kinds of apparels or attires or clothing and garments that you provide for us, Lord. Lord, we promise you that we're going to put on the armor of God. And we thank you, Lord, for putting the garments of salvation and the robe of righteousness on us. But we will do our homework. We're going to do our part. To put on tender mercies, humility, kindness, long-suffering, meekness, and the most important of all, love. Lord, by the grace and the power of the Holy Spirit, we can have that cloth, the garment of love on us all the days of our life, Lord. Thank you, Father. May your Holy Spirit really take away the work of the flesh, the pride, the selfishness from our life. Help us, Lord, to be hungry for the Holy Spirit. Lord, when I lay hand on them today, may your Holy Spirit touch them. Fill them with your love. Heal them 
minister to them touch them give them good things from heaven lord there will be change from glory to glory they will get better and better stronger and stronger lord in jesus name amen hallelujah we trust that this message is ministered to you If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.